0: Good morning and welcome to early morning prayer day two, 21-day uh, fast. But we actually have uh, only 15 days when we wake up, you know, early in the morning. So five work days, and and um, unlike SP Hong Kong, I think they also meet on Saturdays. I think throughout the whole fast. Um, don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Um, today we have air conditioning. Praise God. Yay. All right. Uh, Yesterday was some sort of unplanned test to see whether or not we had the spiritual fortitude. Most of you failed. (laughs) Only a handful of you were awake. I'm just kidding. Um, And so we're going to go on to Genesis chapter 2. And let's read on from verse 1 to about a handful of verses. And and then we'll get right into it. Uh, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array by the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all his work then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done verse 4 this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens in verse 5. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not set rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth, and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of the life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In verse 10, a river watering the garden flowed from, from Eden. Uh, opening chapters, chapter 2. Uh, if you go to Revelations, the last book of the Bible, it also talks about a river flowing from the throne of God and the no need for uh, 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 sunlight, for, for, you know, God will be that source of light. Uh, so very interesting parallels between the opening chapters of Genesis and the very last chapters and closing book of Revelations. Uh, Revelations 22 has always been one of my favorite verses because it gives a picture, sort of the, the, the consummation, the, the how it all ends, you know. God has restored, God has restored relationship. Uh, God has made everything right. God has forgiven all offenses, and so we have this eternal kingdom, this eternal life with God in heaven, and how, you know, choice and freedom had led to separation and sin, and offense, and now, you know, in, in the in, in Revelation 22, uh, uh, the you know the leaves of these trees are for the healing of the nations, and so obviously that's a result of what Christ had done on the cross. Um, one thing to take into consideration, yesterday I gave you a very simplified narrative of, you know, you know why God created us, uh, why He gave us free will, and then his uh, contingency plan, or his redemptive plan to forgive us, so that ultimately we can experience Him. And the reality is is we all go through difficulties and hardships. and in those moments, the question, we all struggle with is, does God care? Right? That, that, that's the bottom line. Does God care? I'm, I'm going through something right now. Does God care? And, and you look, if you look from Genesis, we're starting, and we already know the end story. God comes through Christ, you know, and I explained yesterday that they formed us so that we can be an expression of their love, so that we can delight in, in them. So, so, you know, they, they, they created us so that we can experience them and know them. Um, and they also delight in us, you know, like, like a parent would a child. Um, and we know how the story ends because God forgives us through the ultimate act of sacrifice on the cross. And we know that the Godhead, the Trinity, had already decided that before we were put into motion or into creation. They already had that plan. They already knew that this would come out. This was part of the whole package. This was part of the whole narrative so that we would know that we are loved. And so then when you look at through those lens. When you, when you, the idea that, oh, things, God didn't know what he was doing, things got out of hand, and as a result, there was nothing left for him to do but to go to the cross. That was the only way to salvage, that that wasn't the narrative. That's not, that's not how it went down. They created intentionally knowing what would happen, and had already planned to go to the cross so that we could experience it. That's all part of the package. Does that make sense? Right? It's not a God who didn't know what He was doing, created us, Oh my gosh, what did I do? Oh, What are we going to do now? Oh, we better send someone, that's the only way we're going to salvage and save some. That, that's not the narrative. The narrative is we love them, we created them, we're going to give them a will, but in order for them to truly understand and, and experience us, you know, ultimately we have to pay for the redemptive uh, 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 price on the cross. Does that make sense? God was in control. God knew what He was doing even before you were formed. Does that make sense? Okay, even before He created man, the, the plan was already there uh, for Jesus to go to the cross. Um, now, with that lens, if you look at the whole of scriptures, it's helpful, right? Because you see Israel or you, or you see Adam and, and we're going to go through the chapters and then, you know, Abraham and then the people of God, Jacob are formed, Israel, the nation and, and they're going through all these, you know, growing pains, right? They're being disciplined. Right? They're being rebuked. They're being taken into captive. You know, they're, they're experiencing loss and, and death. Right? right? If you look through the narrative of the scriptures, the people of Israel, whatever genre, whatever, whatever season, or whatever year, or stage of their history or their life, like, like it's just a reflection. You look at it, as like, oh yeah, I can, I can relate. Even though it was such a long time ago. You know, there are seasons where they're close to God. There are seasons where they're far from God. There are seasons where they're walking in obedience. There are seasons when they're walking in disobedience. Right? You see that whole narrative through the people of Israel. It's really you know, a story of humanity. And so we can relate. We can see. And so what I find comforting is I can look back and I can see where Israel is rebelling against God. I can look back and I can see where Israel is in captivity and oppression and crying out to God. And all along they're asking, does God care? But all along, this, this narrative that we determined through the Gospels, because we have hindsight, we can look back. All along, God is already, has already promised that He will fulfill, that He will make a way. All along, God is saying that it's, in the end, everything's going to be okay. Because He knows something that we didn't know, or that Israel didn't know at that time, which is ultimately all debts, all sacrifice, all sins will be redeemed upon the cross. And so I just see this picture of a child like Israel pushing back and fighting back against God and God saying, No, trust me, trust me. This is you don't understand it, but it's good for you now. Just just have faith in me. Don't don't lose faith in me. Stay close to me. Oh, but God, you know, Babylon and the Egyptian captivity and slavery. No, no, no. But but I promise I have a plan. Like you just have to understand here for now, you know, you know, sacrifice this lamb. And, and, and take the blood of the lamb and put it on your doorpost. You won't understand it now, but, but eventually you'll understand it. So there's so many places in the Old Testament where Israel is struggling, where Israel is on the brink of giving up, and God is just giving them enough, just, just a, a foretaste, a symbol of what is to come. And it's, it's just an incredible uh, test you know, for the people to have to rely on God. What God asked Adam and Eve to trust me to believe that I love you, to believe that I have a purpose. And so here's this choice. And so every day you wake up, Adam and Eve, you have a choice every morning. You know, another way I like to say it is, you know, the the narrative is so depressing, right? It's so like negative, oh, Adam and Eve screwed up, right? They sinned, they, why did they eat from that? And, And I explained yesterday that, 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 you know, love without a choice is not really love, it's manufactured. And so that's why God put the choice there, the choice to choose him. And the choice is this, you know, do I trust, God said, you can do all these things, but don't do this, right? If if I'm going to simplify, right? God said, you can do all these things. I give you all authority. I give you all, you know, these are all these things that you can do, but don't do this one thing. And so Adam and Eve, every day they wake up, they look at that tree and they say, but I trust you. I choose you. I don't know how many days the scriptures isn't you know doesn't doesn't clarify doesn't you know weeks months I I, I don't know uh, 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 exactly but every hour every second every minute every moment that they woke up and they said today I'm going to trust in God I'm not going to eat from this tree that God said not to eat from um that that was a day that was a moment that was a season where they chose God where they where they purely and truthfully loved God but the battle is. We all get into situations or predicaments where certain circumstances, and we begin to question. We begin to question the legitimacy of God's authority. We begin to question whether or not God is truly good. And that's all it takes. All it takes is one little seed. Is God really good? Does God really have my best interest? Is he trustworthy? Well, if he is, then why did these things happen? Okay, I guess I can trust God for some things, but I can't trust God for other things. And then for those things, we take measures you know, into our own hands. Um, and so that's, you know, the, the Garden of Eden, the first two chapters I want you to know is every single day of your life. I want you to know every single day you wake up imagine you're waking up in the garden and god gives you a choice do you trust me today will you follow me and abide in me today or you know will you question my goodness will you question my authority will you question my will um and so this narrative plays over and over and over you know christ has god has proven himself trustworthy through the cross through, through, you know, through, through his redemptive narrative. Um, and every morning we wake up and we have a choice. Um, I think the theology of origin is very important. I think a lot of people in the church follow Jesus and follow God because we've had an encounter and we, we, we've experienced His love and it's meaningful to us. We, we certainly understand, you know, this world is broken and we certainly understand that there, there's an eternal uh, uh, um, reward for those who believe in surrender and sacrifice, right? And So that's, that's enough. Um, but I think understanding why God created us is, is important. And, 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 I, and I hope that yesterday that some of that was helpful for you guys. Um, why you are, why you exist, why you are who you are is important. It's, it's necessary. Um, but the environment and the context in which you came to being is also important. Let me, let me give you guys an example. Um, a few, maybe three or four years ago, I had the chance of going back to Solomon's Porch Beijing. So Annie and I, and a group of about five of us, we uh, uh, went from Solomon's Porch Hong Kong, myself, Annie, uh, uh, a sister by the name of Mary Koo, which is Tin Yan's sister, and then another couple uh, by the name of Chris and Amy. And so they went. And uh, we went together, we planted this church. And we prayed, we prayed for like six months, almost a year, in Hong Kong, before we went. And then we all coordinated, and timed, and and, 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 and you know, went out, and, and, and ended up in, in Beijing. And we planted this community. You know, I'd taken a, a six week course, uh, uh, intensive, you know, away from the family, and all this studying, and, 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 and research, and, and preparation. And I went back, um, about uh, two years, so we were there for three years, planted the church, and then we, uh, uh, after four years we moved to Singapore, and I've been here now about seven and a half years. Can you believe it? This this uh, July is going to be eight years. That's, that's, that's crazy to me. Uh, we were, Annie and I were in Hong Kong for five years, uh, Beijing for four years, and Singapore now, uh, SP Singapore now for eight years. Um, and when I went back, you know, the church had grown, they had this new facility you know, people were on fire, Pastor Hyun Tzu was leading the church and, and I felt very compelled. I felt very led in the spirit, you know, as the founding pastor to go. And I, and, I, and I got, you know, I hadn't been there in a while, and it was quite overwhelming. And I stood in front of the whole group and, and I just felt like the Lord put on my heart and really wanted me to convey to them. And, and I just felt, it was, it was like a loving parent. And, and I went up there and I, and I said, I want you guys to know that, that Solomon's Porch, Beijing, that, that you were intentional that that God had purposed and designed you that you weren't an accident that that you weren't uh, something that just happened you know that, that they were you, know, you had loving parents who were intentional who who had been praying you know pastor Chris and, and Amy myself and Annie and we were very we came here for a purpose God knew you before we knew you there was a design there was a purpose the context in which you were birthed was very intentional. You were very loved. You were very wanted. I, I think that's so important because you know you can come to church and be like, what, what, How did this church begin?" or "Or why are we even here?" The same thing would apply for a child, right? You know, you know the difference between a child who you know is, is birth or born and 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 you know like we share with our kids. You know, these days I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but because of social media and stuff, you know, it used to be you you can talk about the birds and the bees, about sex, about reproduction you know, at the age of 12 or 13 or 14 when they hit their adolescence. And you, you, as a parent, if, if you don't know this, you want to be the one to touch their hearts before the education system or before their friend. And these days because, you know, kids at the age of 8 or 9 have uh, mobile phones and data on it, uh, what statistics, what researchers are finding is that children are being exposed to pornography at the age of 8 and 9. And so, 10 years ago even, you know, you can, a, a, a mom and a dad can sit down with their 12 or 13-year-old kid and say, hey, this is what God designed, man and woman. This is what God designed, you know, that two become one. You know, and it's in this construct. The Bible says through marriage. It's only in marriage that this sort of relationship can, can withstand. Anything outside of that would be destructive. And so for us to sit there and explain that to a child, right, and, and them to hear it from parents. And then, and then Annie and I, would do, we want you to know that you were intentional, we want you to know that you were not an accident. That your mom and I, that we loved each other. That we were intentional. That we made a commitment to each other. And it was in that environment and in that context that you were born. You're not an accident. You were planned. You were purposed. We love you so much. And we, we, we give that message. We've given that message to every single one of our kids. So that they know what the context and the construct is. So that they'll never question where they came from or, or what purpose or intention. And so... In the same way, you know, God created us and intended us with purpose. God wants you to know that he had a plan, that you're not an accident, that you're not an accident. That no matter how messed up life can be at times, you are not an accident. You were wanted. God loves you. He had a purpose. If things didn't get out of hand and then he had to make stuff up to accommodate that, he knew you. He purposed you he had this perfect relationship with god the father god the son and in that relationship of perfect love they planned intended that you would exist today so i want you to be encouraged i want you to know that god purposed and even through the struggles and even through the difficulties and hardships right because of what god did on the cross because of the intention and the purpose ultimately we can know that no matter what we're going through today no matter what we went through last you know 10 years, whatever happens in the seasons to come, we can know that we have this narrative, this covering, that God purposely intended to create us. There's nothing that's happening that He does not know, that He has an ultimate redemptive plan, that He's already made the way. We just have to wake up and not eat from this tree and eat every morning when we wake up from the tree of life. You guys want to know what the modern day tree of the knowledge of good and evil is? You guys want to know what it is? Some of you guys know, it's TikTok, right? It's social media. You wake up and you're going to eat from this tree that feeds you a whole bunch of crap and then you, you, do you really feel better about yourself? Or you're going to wake up and, and say, God is my light. God is my center. I'm intentional. I'm not an accident. God has a plan. God loves me. The family spiritual eternal that I was born into was purposeful. He knows my name. That's the tree I wake up in every morning. I wake up and, man, I wake up on this side of the bed and God is like, good morning, Sam. You know, are you ready for today? You know, today's going to be awesome. Hey, there's going to be some challenges here, here, and here, and there, you know, right? But, but I know it's going to be okay, right? I don't, I don't eat from this tree. I don't eat from the tree of the world. I don't eat from the tree of my job. I don't eat from the tree of my, you know, relationships or, or things that I have done wrong. It's, it's always there, right? I, I eat from the tree of life every morning every morning you have that choice to believe that you're you're an accident to believe that you're not wanted to believe that therefore you have to prove yourself to believe therefore you have to do things and make something or you wake up already knowing that's that's you know i i preached on sunday that's that's before jesus even did anything before he even did his first you know healings and ministry god already said you're loved you're my son Right? And then he was gone into the 40 days of fasting and, and he was able to pass through every identity check point. Right? And yet here we are, we get saved and, and we get this reminder that we're loved and then we get tested and because we're insecure, because we're not sure in God, we fail the tests. We, we succumb to the temptations. The things that, you know, the, 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 the temporary or the instant gratification. The things that make us feel good for that moment or this season. But we all know. We all know that it's never gonna last. But like any drug, I guess you just keep doing it, right? At some point, it gets past the point of making you feel good. At some point, it just it just makes you feel numb. And I guess that's better than nothing. It's better than feeling the pain. Does that make sense? And and, and my aim and my goal is that you would come back and, and just today, really simply, you know, the theology of origin from the first two chapters, you're not an accident. You were wanted. God had a plan. You are loved and he made a way for you to always come back to Him, amen? And through the cross, it's very, it's not coincidental, it's not accident, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? The tree of life is the cross. On one tree, through humanity, all death and sin and separation came. The other tree, which Christ was crucified on, if we feed on that, if we we believe in that, that is life-giving. That the, the, the tree of the cross where Jesus died tells us every day that God loves us. Every day, no matter what happens. Health, you know, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, broken relationship. You look to the tree of life, you look to Jesus Christ, God loves me. I have no doubt about that. There's no question. Yes, there's things in life that I need to work on. Yes, there's things in life I need, I need to change and do. But there's no doubt in my mind because this morning I eat from the tree of life, which is Christ on the cross. I am loved. I am wanted, I am known. Amen. Whatever challenges you have facing going into the year, whatever may come mid-year, towards the end of the year, I don't know. All I know is all of you are going to get something this year, right? Sounds like a bad Santa Claus, a bad kid, you know. All of you are going to have some sort of trial or struggle or temptation. In that moment, you have to go to the truth. In that moment, when you say, is God trustworthy? Man, can I really believe him for this? I've done it before and I felt like I've been burned, but can I do it again? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Go to the tree of life. Amen. Um, uh, I didn't even get to really get into chapter two. Uh, I had a whole teaching on work. Uh, let's bow our heads. Let's, let's have Brian come up. I have a whole nother point on uh, God resting on the seventh day. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll cover that tomorrow. Um, I'll just leave you with this god was pleased with his work he worked created it culminated with us creating man and 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 then eventually woman or humanity and then the scripture says on the seventh day rest so i'll I'll teach a little bit about that tomorrow morning Um, let's bow our heads Um, lord jesus we just come before you And we just acknowledge, we just declare that you are our Heavenly Father. God, that we are not an accident, that we are not unwanted. That no matter how difficult the things of life are thrown at us, that you love us, that you intended us, that you had a, a purpose and an intention, God, for every single one of us, that you knew us by name. And you made a plan, you made a way for us to come back. And so every morning we get to wake up to the tree of life, which is Christ and the message of the gospel of eternal love and eternal life. God, give us strength. We no longer choose to eat from the tree of lies, from the tree of self-sufficiency to the tree of make my own identity. God, we rest in you. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray.